The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Mick Barry is with me in studio, Socialist TD for Cork North Central, a member of the Oireachtas Finance Committee. Uh, Mick, I'm fighting the temptation to ask whether that's an alternative history you'd be happy with, the Soviets landing on the moon first. But we'll, we'll park that discussion. We are here to discuss the USC. Uh, Jim Power, the economist, is with me uh, as well. I, I think it was 2016, the Fine Gael election manifesto promised to abolish it by 2020. Anyway, it is still here post-budget 2023. It is still here. Mick, should we get rid of it? Yes, we should get rid of it. The universal social charge was brought in at the start of 2011. Fianna Fáil and the Greens. Um, it was obviously the banking crash and the Great Recession going on at the time. And we were told that this was an austerity tax. And when that era ended, that the tax would go. Uh, it didn't. Fine Gael promised, as you rightly said there, Karen, 2016, solemn pledge. Uh, we will abolish the USA if we come to power. We're now six years on and uh, another budget down and the USC is still in place. Uh, Yes, it should go. Was this the opportunity to do it this year when so much money was pumped into the economy? Yeah, there is an opportunity to do that to do it any year. I mean, government ministers will say can't get rid of the USC now. It raises four point four billion a year. We need the money for health, education, etc., etc. If you were to to keep, if you were to abolish it. But keep a 10%, call it a high income charge, on people earning €100,000 a year or more, you'd claw back 1.4. So it, it would cost you $3 billion, all right? And we'd be in favour of making up that $3 billion and covering the cost of the health service by way of other wealth taxes. So I can explain them to you if you want. All right, we might explain them in just a moment, but let me bring in Jim Power, the economist. Uh, Jim, should Fine Gael stick to their promise and abolish it? Listen, I can't speak for Fine Gael. Um, unlike Mick, I, never, I am not and never have been a member of a political party. But all I would say is that the one very positive thing the USC did was to broaden the tax base. Um, and that's, that has been a huge problem in the Irish tax system, that the bulk of taxes were collected on a very narrow base. So the great thing about the USC was actually to broaden the tax base. It brought a lot more people into the tax net, albeit in a pretty modest way, particularly for people on lower incomes. And um, unfortunately, as I see it, over recent budgets started by Michael Noonan, um, various budgets have taken a lot of workers out of the USD net altogether, and that's narrowing the tax base again. So I think um, it is fundamentally mm. a good tax in terms of broadening the tax base. And I would also ask the question... Um, the 5.4 billion that's likely to be collected on USD this year, where is that money going to come from? I mean, we have seen a dramatic increase in public spending on social protection, on health over recent years. And of course, we saw another massive ramp up in the very expansionary budget we saw yesterday. So how in the name of God are you going to fund that sort of expenditure if you're not collecting enough tax, okay. take 5.4 billion. And can I just make one point about yeah. uh, the tax on the higher earners? Uh, the, the one thing you need to recognise, I think, about higher earners is that they are mobile. I mean, they, they, they probably have the skills and talents to move to wherever they want to move. And um, if they're going to be taxed off the face of the earth, well, why would you bother? I mean, punitive taxes, regardless of your level of income, destroy mm. the incentive to work and to get on and try and better yourself in life. So if, 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 if I was in that category, 
and if I was being taxed off the face of the earth, I would okay. really ask myself, what am I doing here? Um, Mick, we'll come back to the high earner point in just a moment, but I thought Jim was doing my job for me. He was wondering, where are you going to make up the shortfall? And you did mention an array of wealth taxes that you might implement. What are they? Yeah, okay. So there's uh, the, the, the wealthiest 3% of households in the state, that's 93,000 households, have between them a combined wealth of 388 billion euro, an average of 4.2 million each. If you were to introduce a millionaire's tax, right, allowing a million euro for your principal primary residence, not counting that, right, and you were to introduce it at a rate of 2%, you would raise 5.9 billion euro. So I spoke about abolishing the universal social charge for people under 100,000 euro a year. And I'd make, I made the point that it would cost the state 3 billion. So you'd make your 3 billion back up there and you'd have 3 billion in the kitty. And I think what we need is a calm and a rational debate about wealth taxes in this country. It doesn't help when we have economists coming on the line, all due respect to you, Jim, and talking about taxing people off the face of the earth. Really you know, fired up a mode of language, whereas what I'm talking about there in this instance is a 2% millionaire's tax. Let's have a real debate on this. Jim? I mean, the, the reality is um, that the bulk of tax is paid by higher earners in this country. I mean, the OECD would say that our post-tax income redistribution is one of the um, most... It, it, it does most to reduce inequality than any other country in the world. So we have an incredibly progressive tax system. The more you earn, the more tax you pay. And, and that is the reality. And um, if you continue to increase taxes on those people, you're going to destroy the effort they're making. A lot of those people are the people who provide the jobs in this economy. Um, and the jobs create the revenues that generate the funding of public services. So there is a limit to how much you can tax people. And um, if, if you can, if Mick can show me exactly where that wealth is and if it's taxable, um, you know, I'd, I'd love to see it. Uh, but I, I, said, I said earlier and I'd say it again that wealth is very mobile. High income workers are very mobile. So if you continue to increase the tax burden on those people, mm. you are going to kill the goose that lays the golden egg. And um, at that stage, then you ask the question, how are you going to fund public services if you do that? Um, the one thing that's become very obvious is that what you require to generate tax revenues is a functioning economy. Okay. And it's those tax revenues that actually fund the dramatic increase we're seeing in public spending. And yesterday's budget package would not have been possible without the contribution we saw from taxpayers in this country, high taxpayers particularly. Mick, Mick, it's not just Jim's assessment that the the tax system here is progressive. He's right when he says that is the assessment that most international analysts would use to describe it. Okay, well, just to note, very emotive language again, killing the goose that lays the golden egg. Ah, it's a turn of phrase. Destroying the wealth creation, uh, you know, engine. Uh, within the economy. If we want to have a discussion about wealth, these figures are from 2017 from the Department of Finance, so they may be, you know, not exactly what they are today, but they give a broad brushstroke. The the wealth controlled by the 
the top, let's use that phrase, 10% in Irish society, 53% of the nation's wealth. The bottom 10%, 1.4%. So let's not kid ourselves. There is a huge divide uh, in wealth in this uh, society. Now, let, let's move away from the issue of personal taxation and look at the question of... But how do you tax that wealth? To Jim's second point, I mean, where does that wealth exist? I know you're talking about uh, an allowance of €1 million Euro for the property, but uh, that would still leave an awful lot of that wealth tied up in property. Others would be tied up in the value of assets and companies. And again, it's not tangible. There's not cash there to tax. How are you going to tax that? Well, the figure that I gave to you for a millionaire's tax was 2%. So, I mean, you can try and argue that there's less than 2% liquidity there. I'm not going to believe that and I don't think anyone listening is going to believe that either. But let's have a look at the question of corporate profits, okay? Um, Now, the figure that I have here from 2012, so 10 years ago, is that uh, 50% of the nation's wealth uh, was... Uh, went on labour costs, on wages, essentially. Today, that figure is 30%. Now, one of the things that's happened in the last 10 years is that the size of the workforce has grown. I mean, it was less than 2 million 10 Mm -hmm. years ago. It's more than 2.5 million now. It's just past that. But yet the share of wealth has gone from 50% down to 30%. Is that not a reflection of the increased value of intangible assets like brand? It is part of it. Um, Corporate profits are up 158% over those 10 years. Now, we're meant to have corporation tax at a rate of coming soon to a country near you, 15%. All right? Um, I'm in favour of a higher rate, but we'll save that debate for another day. If you were to have 15% tax on corporation profits, as opposed to the de facto rate at the moment, which is closer to 6%, Right, fifteen percent. Close the loopholes, knowledge box, and all the the, the yeah. tax breaks. That would raise an extra thirty billion euro. Now, don't worry about half of that. A third of that, ten billion, you would be able to do some pretty spectacular things with ten billion in terms of investment okay. in public services, dealing with issues like low pay rates, yeah. uh, etc. This has to be part of the debate now. Uh, Jim, despite, I suppose, the reliance we already have on corporate tax, I think 20% of of the wealth of the country tied up in the tax receipts of 10 different companies, is there a lot of untapped resources there from the exchequer point of view? Well, over the last 10 years, we've seen the corporation tax take grow from about 4 billion to an estimated 21 billion this year. And it's projected by 2025, notwithstanding the changes to global corporation tax environment, be in excess of 23.7 billion so and that is roughly you know 25 percent of thereabouts of the total tax we collect and that has increased dramatically in the last decade the so you know corporate profits are making huge contribution and actually it was corporate profits that facilitated the dramatic increase in expenditure yesterday in relation to the various tax write-offs such as the knowledge box and um r&d credit mm. I mean, they are an essential part of um, upscaling and moving up the value chain in terms of our economic model. I mean, Ireland is a small open economy, uh, doesn't have a lot in the way of natural resources. Um, and yet we managed to punch way above our weight in terms of attracting foreign direct investment. Right. Uh- and it, it, is, it is the ability of companies to come in here 
and engage in meaningful research and development, initiatives like the Knowledge Box, they are driving employment in the foreign direct and FDI sector. They are generating the incomes that are contributing most to income tax receipts. So if if you destroy that model... Destroy? um, There you go again, Jim. Oh, well, he's talking about upending the model. That's that's Jim's assessment of it. That's what you want to do is destroy it. You think, All right. you think that but I want to destroy it? Well, Absolutely. listen, I tell you what. Well, 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 you're showing your true colours now, Jim. Well, no, I, I, I think uh, uh, Jim was fairly honest about his, his assessment of, of your proposals, uh, Mick. But listen, thank you for coming into studio. And uh, Jim, thank you for taking the time as well. Uh, Jim Powers, an economist. And Mick Barry, Socialist TD for Cork North Central. He's a member as well of the Oireachtas Finance Committee. We're going to stick with fiscal measures after the break. Just across the pond, the UK, they are teetering on the brink of a full-scale financial crisis. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.